You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday the 15th of June. I'm Stuart Banks from AIB Treasury and as usual I'm joined today by John Fahey, AIB Senior Economist to discuss the latest market developments. John, leading off on the home front, recent data for quarter one showed that the Irish economy held up better than expected with headline GDP increasing by almost 8%. This would seem a little at odds with the widespread lockdowns imposed. Can you give our listeners a little more colour, please? Yeah, no problem. So there's the usual distortion in terms of GDP data, and this is because just the structure of the Irish economy. We're such an open economy where exports are over 100% of our GDP. So, you know, what we're seeing is is that the GDP number is registering very strong growth. You mentioned there 7.8% in the quarter but this is a a distorted figure it's bloated by flows in uh, the multinational sector so we look at other measures to get a better handle of what's happening so gmp which is gross national product which takes account of multinational profit repatriations so it it gives kind of a more accurate picture and that showed the economy contracted Uh, by 1% in the quarter. That's probably a better reflection of what we saw in Q1. And if you look across the water, it's close to what the UK recorded in the first quarter in terms of uh, a 1.5% fall. So there's two phases of the Irish economy. There's the still strongly performing export sector. And obviously there's the domestic aspect, which has been more impacted by the lockdown. So if you look at exports, you know, they continue to perform strongly. Whereas when you look at the domestic economy uh, and modified final domestic demand, that showed a contraction of 2.9% in the quarter, led by a fall of uh, 5% in consumer spending and a fall of 1.5% in fixed investment. But what I would emphasize, though, is that the level of contraction uh, we saw in the first quarter this year is nothing compared to the level of contraction we saw last year. So what it does tell us is that the Irish economy, much like elsewhere, has become better able to cope with the pandemic and the restrictions that are in place. And retail sales is an example of that. Uh, so even though retail sales did contract in the quarter, uh, nothing near the level of contraction that happened the year before. So you know businesses in the retail sector have been more adaptive this time around. But the lead indicators in terms of survey data show that the economy is improving. So we are on track for a strong rebound as we move into the second half of the year. So the data for the first quarter, whilst the GMP shows up plenty of distortions, uh, looking at the underlying figures shows the economy is better able to adapt and deal with the pandemic restrictions this time. And the recent survey data is very encouraging as we move into the second half of this year and into next year. Okay, thanks, John. And moving on to currency markets, John, the last week was a fairly uneventful one uh, across currency markets. What do you attribute that to? So this is what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. It's been fairly uneventful, especially from a currency market perspective. And even equity markets have been trading sideways for much of that time. Now, uh, the S&P, because it's near all-time highs, even any sort of modest increases during the day, you see it hit new intraday all-time highs. But generally speaking, currency markets and equity markets you know, a fairly sideways action there. We did see a little bit of action uh, last week on bond markets. Yields generally were lower and noticeable in US Treasury markets and periphery yields. But because yields move lower everywhere, there was no great crossover impact on, on currency markets because it was it was uh, not confined to one specific currency region. So when you look at currency pairs last week, euro dollar was mostly in a 121 to 122 range and cable in terms of sterling against the dollar, 141 to 142. And then if you look at euro sterling, it was very narrow. It's basically in a 85.70 to 86.4p trading range so very narrow ranges and the reason for that is is that all the major economies 
are moving in the same direction. Okay, the, the pace of growth might be different, but the story is the same. It's a recovery story as restrictions are eased if we move into the second half of the year. And at the same time, monetary policy in all those economies is on a pretty similar footing at the moment. So there's no great differentiator for currency markets or any sort of major news for them to have to digest. It's the same story. And that's why we're getting fairly range bound trading. Okay, and looking at the week ahead, John, the highlight on the economic calendar is undoubtedly the Federal Reserve meeting for June. What can we expect from them? So we don't expect any policy changes. Uh, So all the focus is on two key aspects, really. What's known as the dot plot. So this is the uh, interest rate projections from the uh, Fed members. So there's 18 FOMC members, and each of them submit their expectations of where they think the Fed funds rate, which is the official US interest rate, to be this year, next year, and into 2023. So the market will be looking here to see as as some more FOMC members turn more hawkish compared to where they were. So at the moment, when you look at the dot plots, and the last update we got was in March, 11 of the FOMC members don't expect any changes in interest rates right through to the end of, of 2023. So only four had rate expectations of an increase in for 2022, and there was seven for 2023. So the majority still don't expect any change as of March. So what the market will focus on here is whether some more of those FOMC members that didn't previously expect a rate hike expect it sooner than they were previously. In other words, whether there's more dots either in 22 and or 2023. So there is expectations that that could happen, given how strong the US economy is performing. And the other key aspect that the market will focus on is a press conference and Fed Chair Powell's comments. And he's going to face plenty of questions around QE tapering, because at the moment, the market's focused on higher inflation in the US and when the Fed will start to taper. And what do I mean by taper? I mean to start to slow down its monthly pace of asset purchases, because that's the first thing it has to do. It slows down how much it purchases per month before it starts to stop that program. uh, And then it can look at increasing interest rates. Uh, So the market will focus in on any questions and any signs there that the Fed at some stage as we move through the summer will give an indication potentially that at the end of this year or the start of next year, it will start to taper its QE. Because one thing the Fed has said, and it's been very clear on, is that it will give the market plenty of early guidance on when it will start to taper. So there'll be a number of months of a lead into that. And that's why the market's focused on on the tapering aspect, because that's the forerunner to when we will start to get modest increases from the Fed. And then the market at the moment is expecting the Fed will increase interest rates around the second half of 2022. Now, the Fed themselves, the majority of members as of March, uh, were saying no change. So we're looking to see whether over the course of the next couple of meetings, the Fed moves closer to where the market expectations are on that. So there's a bit of volatility risk for the dollar around that meeting. So that meeting concludes after the European close on, on Wednesday evening. Uh, so there could be a bit of volatility for the dollar around that. Okay, and finally for this week, John, the UK will release a series of its data for April. Is there anything in particular our listeners should uh, look out for here? Yeah, so I suppose, as I said, in terms of the US, the big focus is on inflation. So it's like that everywhere. Inflation's moving higher at the moment, but all the major central banks are saying it's likely to be temporary. So when we look this week to the UK calendar, there's uh, May retail sales figures and May inflation data. Uh, So what we expect those to show is that the economy continued to gather momentum in terms of retail sales as the economy further reopened. Uh, And from an inflation perspective, we expect another move higher uh, in inflation. But similar to the Fed, the Bank of England has been stressing that their view is that any move higher in UK inflation 
will likely be transitory or in nature from that side. And in the US too, it's a pretty busy calendar. We get uh, retail sales figures, industrial production figures and a raft of data on the housing market. So it's a pretty busy calendar from a data perspective, but I think from a markets perspective and a currency viewpoint, the focus is on the Fed and that's where attention will really be centered this week rather than the data calendar. It's really all about the Fed and what the dot plots say from their perspective. Okay, John, thank you as always for your insights today and thanks to our customers for listening in. COVID continues to dominate both conversation and markets and for AIB customers impacted by COVID, you can find the details of AIB support packages at aib.ie forward slash COVID. Finally, to stay up to date with the markets, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.